Hello. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We're just going to start off with a quick prayer here, and then we'll have Emily Bouchard lead in with an introduction. Just put it there. Holy smoke. I want to thank everybody for coming. This is a great honor for me to do the opening prayer. So I'm going to say the prayer in my own language. And my helper here is Dave McGinnis, and he'll be singing um, an old song that was handed down for a whole number of years. With that, I'd like to say the opening prayer. Ho. I heard her. Etanus Gagalakata, Gonkanale, Etrigayeta, Nastitin, Nahakajakusakota, Dietrat, as Ekahaleva, Chotana Etrigayeta, Chitanshan, and a joke. Gimmis Titin, and a goodjatia, Tinanakuja, Nahakajakusakota, Ninizad, Etanitatine, and a good dinner, Ninizad, and it's a tata de. Give us the dinner, got your gimma, got your gusako. Naha, not a gear gust in that idea that was she. Nasty dinner, Donna Hawker Jackus, I got her. Die chitonshina or tot inner. Donna Kinita, give us the dinner, a talking marker Jackus, I got her. Ninizard in the tartanus and in Ninizard in the Gassana Yishal. I ought her a tarnish gaggle and nasty dinner. Dot o dinisiska, na haka jagus agota, did o hilasanita, saka jagus agota, saskia jutan no, dasiganaze, mister dinina eta, marka jagus agota, ayata, etanus gagalaka, daddy canit diske, o atanis etatiistra, sit it to her eta, saka, ho. With that, I'd be sing, singing a song for our old people and was one of our trails back here and in recognition of our elders and our old people and our relationship with Calgary.
Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for being here today. I'm pleased to be here on Treaty 7 territory. I also acknowledge the Métis people who share a deep history and connection with this land. Today is a great day for the City of Calgary. My name is Eric Bouchard, and I am the proud MLA for Calgary Lougheed. It's my pleasure to be here for this historic announcement, and I'm honoured to call on Premier Smith to share a few words of why we're here this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. And thank you so much, uh, Elder, for starting us off in such a good way. I have so many people to recognize this morning, and it's such a pleasure for me to be here with Transportation and Economic Corridors Minister Devin Dreeshen, along with many current and former MLAs and members of Cabinet, along with other elected officials and dignitaries who have joined us for what is truly an historic day for Calgary. And I say historic because... Today's announcement is a game changer for Calgarians and for all commuters who are traversing the city and going to bypass to get to, to the mountains. We were all just talking here about how each of us is going to be personally impacted by this. I know it's going to be a whole lot easier for me to go to High River, from High River to get into the mountains. And I'm, I'm so excited when this comes uh, f- formally open. So let me just take a moment to acknowledge the many, many people who've joined us today and who've been involved in this project, whether through their advocacy, their work at the cabinet table or other ways. I must tell you, this really is a Team Alberta effort. When you think of of three different governments, multiple different transportation ministers who all kept up the effort to make sure this got to completion. It is quite a remarkable thing to be able to see that that, uh, that we're able to, to cut the ribbon on it today. So alongside Minister Dreeshen, we're joined by Matt Jones, who's Minister of Jobs, Economy, Trade, Minister Rick McIver, Minister of uh, Municipal Affairs. Let me just say a special note of thank you to Rick McIver, as well as I see uh, Chief uh, Roy Whitney here with Sutina. When I think about how how important it was for this leg of the ring road to get completed with the incredible work that you uh, that you did with us as a nation. I, I greatly appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Eric Bouchard, of course, as you know, MLA for uh, uh, Calgary Law, he Chantal de Young, MLA for Stra- uh, Chester and Strathmore. We're also joined by a number of municipal councillors, including Mayor Jody Gondek, City Councillors Evan Spencer, Richard Putmans, Dan McLean, Rocky View Reeve, Crystal Kissel, Rocky View Councillor Samantha Wright, and as I mentioned, this uh, project has been moved along by many, many hands. And I'm just going to pull up the list of transportation ministers uh, who, who were responsible. So prior to Rick McIver coming in, we had Transportation uh, Minister Ray Daniluk and Luke Ouellette, who are also here with us today. And then, of course, Rick McIver, Wayne Drysdale, Brian Mason, Rajan Sani, Prasad Panda, and uh, Devin Dreeshen doing the honours of being able to cut things open today. All of the transportation ministers who had a hand in this were invited to be with us today, and I'm so pleased that so many of you were able to join us. Uh, and who else do I have here? Former MLAs, Whitney Isaac, uh, Jason Luan, Richard Godfrey, who also did their work pushing and advocating at the cabinet table and behind the scenes to make sure that this remained a priority. We have been waiting for this day for quite literally decades. From the concept to the decision to the planning and the design and the construction to today, we have finally accomplished what has been a very ambitious project and one so critical to Calgarians and residents of the metro region now and for generations to come. Calgary's population has grown significantly since those early planning stages, and so has the number of commuters who will finally enjoy the full benefits of this complete, free-flowing ring road. For Calgarians and metro area residents who've been putting up with the headaches of one-lane traffic on this part of the roadway twice a day, every day, you can finally rest easier because your drive is going to get a whole lot easier. In fact, driving around Calgary will be easier and safer for everyone. 
Today's opening of the ring road marks the completion of the entire project, creating 101 kilometers of free-flowing traffic encompassing the city. And that'll mean less congestion for Calgary's inner roads, less time with uh, fighting stop-and-go traffic, and safer commutes for all drivers. It will save Calgarians thousands of hours a year, time people spend in their cars that could be better spent with their families. And it will make it that much easier for parents who work in the north to make it on time to their kids' soccer games in the south. And it will mean that folks heading to uh, Canmore or Banff from the east or from the south can easily and seamlessly skirt city traffic to make it to the mountains that we all love to see as we drive. The completion of this ring road will have an immediate and noticeable effect on the residents in the Calgary area. And it also means safer routes for long-haul truck drivers and commercial carriers. As part of the longer east-west corridor, the Calgary Ring Road provides a more efficient and non-stop route for drivers to get Alberta's goods and services to other markets around the province and across the continent. So make no mistake, we are committed to economic growth, and the completion of this road is one more way that we encourage it. Today's announcement is historic for another reason. It also celebrates the fact that the Ring Road project has been completed 10 months earlier than planned. That is an accomplishment (laughs) that most governments don't get to announce. And of course, we're not most governments. We're a government that wants to get things done for Albertans. And we do so with the help of our many, many partners. I want to acknowledge those whose hard work and vision turned today into such a wonderful reality. Together, we are making life better for all Albertans. Thank you. And now I'm going to invite Minister Drieschen to share more details with us. And before Mayor, uh, Minister Drieschen comes up, we'll, have, we'll hear a word or two from Mayor Jody Gondek. Thank you. Oki dada nastada ambawastich tanse. Greetings to all of you in the mother languages of the Indigenous peoples who have stewarded these lands for generations before many of us came to settle here. On behalf of my Calgary City Council colleagues and our mobility teams, I'd like to thank Premier Smith, Minister Drieschen, and the provincial government for this expedited opening of Stony Trail on the west side. My gratitude also extends to Chief Roy Whitney and the Sutina Nation for being such great partners and neighbors in our mission to strengthen the sense of community in the Calgary region. And thank you to Mayor Kissel and the Rocky View, County, Rocky View County Council and administration who were able to join us as well. Today's announcement means we'll have better options for anyone traveling the west side of the city. It's also a significant addition to our goods movement strategy, ultimately aiding economic growth for Calgary, for the Sutina Nation, for Rocky View County, and the Calgary Metropolitan Region as a whole. And while Councillor Putmans couldn't be here today, he's passing along his well wishes for the residents of Ward 6 and the residents at Sutina Nation. He's looking forward to easing some of the serious traffic pressures and creating better flow between communities. For our part in this project, the City of Calgary has invested approximately $25 million to make a number of improvements to prepare for the opening of the West Ring Road. There's new roadway, pathway, and sidewalk connections that were constructed to provide safe and efficient access to the West Ring Road, including the widening of Bow Trail, several key intersections such as Bow Trail and Old Banff Coach Road, Bow Trail and 85th Street received capacity upgrades to maintain efficient access to the West Ring Road. New and upgraded traffic signal infrastructure has been installed at several key intersections, and we will continue to further coordinate with Alberta Transportation to place temporary cameras so that we can monitor traffic on the new section of the Ring Road. We'll monitor traffic flow and make signal timing changes 24-7 as they are needed 
and we'll provide opening information on dynamic message signs, traffic radio, as well as social media. And Google Street View, that all-important tool, will also be updated accordingly. All of this to say that we believe in strong partnership between governments, because that's when we can deliver projects that add to people's quality of life. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mayor Gondek, for that and for Premier Smith for this historic announcement. Uh, it's, it's great to be here as, as Transportation Minister. Uh, the final leg of such an important project, uh, for a bad football analogy, it feels like I'm just the guy at the one-yard line with the football that goes in the end zone and gets a touchdown. So, so, so much work went into this project. When you tally it all up from 1999 till now, it's about over $4 billion went into the completion of this ring road. As Premier Smith noted, 101 kilometers now free-flowing around the city. So really, uh, Christmas came early for Calgarians this year, uh, 10 months ahead of schedule on budget, this final leg here, which essentially I'd like to thank uh, Graham Construction and CarMax and Vinci for further work on this project. You also were, were with me as going across the finish line at the very end or getting into the end zone at the end. It was uh, fantastic to, to work with you from the department standpoint. And I'd also like to thank the officials within Transportation and Economic Corridors for your work. It's it's a pleasure to work with you because as, as government officials, as bureaucrats, you want to make sure that the province gets built and that people get home safely. And so it's a it's an honor and a privilege to, to work with you uh, day in and day out. But uh, yeah, the decades in the making of this project, over $4 billion, thousands of jobs, and uh, really, it's it's incredible. And for many of the transportation ministers here, you're it's almost a full circle moment. Sorry, there's going to be more dad jokes coming along, um, so buckle up. But um, but special thanks to uh, to to Walter Pazowski, uh, Ed Stelmack, uh, Lou Coulette, Brian Mason, Rick McIver, Prasad Panda, Rajan Sani, uh, all had their marks on on this important uh, project. And uh, really, it's it's easy for politician, politicians to take credit for for other people's work, but uh, this this was a, a huge team effort. And and you actually you go back all the way to uh, to the visionary leadership of uh, Premier Lougheed. Uh Back back in the '70s, he actually had the the foresight to set aside land to build a transportation utility corridor uh, to make this highway that we're standing on here a reality. And even predating that, back in the 1950s, the Social Credit Party envisioned what it would look like to have these types of ring roads around Edmonton and Calgary. So, you know, from the late 1970s, high-level planning and land acquisition, construction beginning in 1999, and uh, all the way to, uh, to today, to be able to see nearly 200 bridges built along this new highway, 48 interchanges, and if you actually stretch the 101 kilometers and all the single lanes into one lane, it would be over 1,300 kilometers in a in a single highway. So that would take you almost to Winnipeg if you went east, Las Vegas going south, uh, Yellowknife if you went north, and if you really wanted to go west, you'd be somewhere in the Pacific if you went that far out. So uh, opening this ring road means obviously new travel options for Calgarians, seamlessly connects major highways such as the Trans-Canada, east and west, and a Highway 2 going north and south. The road has been designed to accommodate up to 100,000 vehicles per day. And with this final section opening, drivers will save about, in the west side here on Calgary, will save about 20 minutes one way. 
uh, traveling through this area. And the highway also draws traffic away from heavily congested areas, whether that be the Deerfoot, 16th Ave, Glenmore Trail, and obviously Sarcy Trail. And for Calgary drivers, that means less time stuck in traffic and more time at home doing the things that they love. And also on the economic side, for commercial truck drivers, this ring road provides an uh, efficient bypass route, saving time and money for delivery of products and goods around Alberta and, and North America. And the ring road is critical to growing our economic corridors here in the province. The highway is also an important part of the Canamax corridor, which connects Alberta to highway networks in the U.S. and Mexico. An efficient modern transportation network sends a strong signal that Alberta is open for business and we will compete with other jurisdictions to attract people and investments here in our province. Now, the Ring Road is a major boost for Calgary's economy. New businesses have already set up businesses, set up shop along this route. And uh, just once again, thank you for everybody that's been a part of this project through planning, design and construction. And I also want to thank the families along this route for their patience uh, as, as this project has progressed over the years. You put up with extra noise and dust and traffic and construction uh, more than more than others have. So thank you for your understanding, your patience throughout this entire project. So it's great to ring in a new era of travel options here in Calgary. And thank you for joining us here today for this historic uh, occasion. And I think we're going to go straight into a Q&A, but uh, don't leave uh, right after that. There, there are some some fun uh, hockey games. We'll be raffling off some Christmas trees, and uh, Santa is here. Probably should have led with that. Um, so, uh, so, so try to have fun. Uh, get into the the Christmas spirit and the holiday spirit. And thanks everybody for coming here today. And happy to turn things over for questions. Thank you, Minister. We'll now be in media Q and A portion. Uh, for media, we'll be going with one question, one follow up. For those in person, there's a mic just off to your right behind the cameras. We're going to start off here on the phones. Uh, operator, could you put through our first caller, please? Rick Bell, Calgary Sun. Uh, good morning, and uh, congrats on the ring road. I, if if Ray Dental, I can look at there. I'm saying hello. Um, I see, I see Luke. I'm, I'm trying to see where Ray is. I think he was supposed to be here. Yeah, he's waving in the back. Message, okay. rece- message received. Message received. Thank you. Um, so, uh, first off, Premier, uh, if you could uh, tell us exactly what the status is of the tax cut for all Albertans that you uh, rolled out on the first day of the election campaign earlier this year, where, 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 where? Is your government at on that right now? Well, I'm working with my finance minister on working through a, a time frame for uh, for implementation because, of course, we know how hard it is right now for, for families and especially seniors with the cost of living increases, federal deficits that are driving inflation, the fact that the federal carbon tax continues to be levied on uh, on fuel. And I'm committed to providing what we promised in the election, which was an 8% low rate that is going to apply on incomes $60,000 and below, which would save Albertans up to $750 per year. So we will be implementing that. And we're working with caucus and our finance minister on the planning timeline to roll out the tax cut. Uh, we do want to see it implemented in the mandate, and you'll you'll see that in budget 2024. We obviously have to need to balance the softening of oil prices. Uh, oil prices are now sort of hovering around the, the $68 to $72 range. And so we have to be mindful that we have to phase in a tax cut over um, to, to ensure that we also don't end up getting back into deficit. That's our, our number one framework. 
Uh, so uh, when you look at what happened with the corporate income tax cut, Jason Kenney phased it in over three years. So we'll work out that phasing. Um, but when it comes to affordability, we know as well the two most important issues we've got to deal with in the new year are insurance, which we are working on, as well as electricity. And we've already seen a, a bit of a moderation in, in prices, but we'll have a lot more to say about that as well. But we, we, we recognize there's still a lot more to work, work to do on affordability. And um, supplementary is just uh, so. Is there going to be? You're, you're saying there's going to be a phase in. So, am I clear that there might be? Is it necessary that the first part of the phase in will start in budget 2024? Or I'll, I'll work that out with my. How, how, will, how will how will that look like? Is this like a three year phase in or two year or? Is it going to start this coming year, the 24 budget? Well, the budget is scheduled to be on February 29th, so we'll have an answer for you then. But I'm I'm very mindful that our finance minister's number one goal is to make sure that we maintain balanced budgets. And so I'll be taking his advice on that. We're, we're still in, in active conversation, but you'll see the, the phase in schedule in the budget in February 29. Thank you, Rick. And operator, could you put through our next caller, please? Shailene Skolsky, CTV. Thank you very much for taking my question. My question is for the Premier. I'm hoping that you can comment on allegations of your political interference in the revocation of Dr. Hinshaw's position within Alberta Health Services last spring. So your question is? Can you confirm uh, the allegations in his resignation letter to Dr. Cowell, Dr. Mann states, that he's reiterated concerns several times that you, the Premier, were reaching down four levels into AHS and instructing them to rescind an approved contract. What do you say to that allegation? Well, I can tell you that I put Dr. Cowell in place to make these decisions. I talked with him on a weekly basis. We talked about staffing decisions a lot. And we have a major restructuring that we're doing in Alberta Health Services as well. So uh, ultimately, it's the it's the official administrator and now the board and the uh, and the CEO who will make those decisions. And it was the it was the case in, in this instance too that the, the decisions of AHS were made by AHS. Thank you, Nicole. Did you have a follow up? Uh, sorry, it's Shailen. Yes, and I do have oh, a, a follow up on that same topic. In in that resignation letter, Dr. Mann states that Dr. Cowell said that after speaking directly with you on a phone call on June first, he said at a group meeting that the premier is firm. There can be no hiring of Dr. Hinshaw. Can you confirm that you had that phone call on June first with Dr. Cowell and you outlined that Dr. Hinshaw could not be hired? Look, as I said, I talked with uh, Dr. Cowell all the time about uh, about staffing decisions, and he always made it clear that uh, the decisions by HS were made by HS. So for him, in con- in conjunction with his CEO. Thank you, Shay. Operator, could you put through our next caller, please? Sean Polzer, Western Stanford. Oh, hello. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, I'm really happy about the ring road. I live in Bonass, so it's <laughs> going to make my trip out to uh, Brad Creek much better. But the question I had was, um, this is your first media availability uh, since the COP28 uh, conference. Can you comment on... Uh, COP28 and maybe how effective the uh, Alberta and maybe even Saskatchewan presence was there, given the uh, policy pronouncements that came from the federal government out of that meeting. Well, I can tell you that the federal government would have gone much further 
they wanted to announce a complete phase out of, of fossil fuels within a very short time frame. There were a number of countries that were there asking for that. I'm very disappointed that we have a federal government that is actively working against the interests of the oil producing provinces and uh, actively making policy pronouncements in an area that they have no constitutional authority. So I think what you saw with COP is the strong presence of myself and uh, Scott Moe from uh, from Saskatchewan, as well as many of the other oil producing uh, nations, we were able to get something far more reasonable, which is a recognition that carbon capture utilization and storage is going to be, play a key part in reducing emissions. The uh, the assertion that we need transition fuels like natural gas, which is what we have always said, and that we'll ultimately be moving towards a, a balanced energy uh, usage. And we, we've all we agree with a, a balanced approach. We're exploring small modular nuclear. We're building out our hydrogen uh, network. We have a number of carbon capture projects already underway for petrochemicals, for hydrogen, for uh, for cement. So so we share an aspiration. Of, of being carbon neutral by 2050. But we know that fossil fuels are going to continue to be a part of the energy mix for a long time to come. And Alberta is going to be right there offering the best barrels in the world. And we, and we stand firm on that. And as a follow-up, uh, what would be the next steps in terms of the negotiations with uh, the federal government in terms of the roundtables and that? Uh, you had previously suggested, I think, back in the summer that uh, perhaps uh, Alberta would walk away or, uh, or shut them down? Is, is that on the table? Well, it's pretty clear we can have no relationship with Environment Minister Stephen Guibault. He's, uh, he, he went to COP with an agenda in mind. He didn't loop us in on it. He had a number of pronouncements that he made, not in the, his area of jurisdiction. He forced us, if we wanted to, to even hear what he was going to announce, to sign non-disclosure agreements. I'm telling you, that is, that is not the spirit of collaborative federalism that the federal government has been admonished to do in two court decisions now, one at the Supreme Court level and one at the federal court level. So we are uh, finalizing a letter on what our, our future um, engagement will be with the federal government. I think we can engage on a couple of things. I think uh, we're having some constructive discussions around the issue of hydrogen. We're having constructive discussions around the issue of small modular nuclear. We've had uh, great discussions on carbon capture utilization and storage, but I'm not going to pretend that Stephen Gabot has any authority to dictate to Alberta the pace of production of our oil and natural gas resources. And, and we have to be super clear about that. And if that means shutting down a couple of the tables, I'm prepared to do that. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Premier. We do only have time for one more question. We'll go to our mic here in person. Uh, feel free to go ahead. Uh, my question is for Mayor Gondek, please. And just state your name and outlet for the record as well, please. Keen Bexy with the counter signal. Uh, over 13,000 people have now signed a petition calling for your resignation after they say that you humiliated and disrespected the Jewish community in Calgary. I'm wondering if you've given any serious consideration to that resignation. And if not, if you could give those 13,000 people, almost as many people who are going to be using this road in a day, uh, why you're not resigning. I made a very clear statement about why I chose to not attend an event. That statement is public. It has been public for quite some time. And uh, there are measures in place in this province uh, by which elected officials are monitored, how we are evaluated for our performance, and nothing I've done is outside of that. That's my statement. I'll just give a follow-up and ask about the ring road since nobody else really did that. Uh, you finished it uh, 10 minutes ahead of schedule. Minister Dreeshen, um, that's obviously a great accomplishment. But what's on the agenda next? Like, what's actually going to happen uh, in this province in terms of building it up? 
Thanks. Yeah, great, uh, great question. Um, 1.2 million was this last final leg of this ring road. But when you look at big nation building projects and, and what's next for, for Alberta, uh, we're actually currently working on Highway 686, which would be a brand new 200 plus kilometer from Fort McMurray going west, essentially going to Peerless Trout Lake and over to Grand Prairie. So that's a, a huge undertaking that uh, we've been working with the three First Nations along that route, actually kind of flipping the script, as it were. Uh, giving them the upfront consultation ability to say where that route should be. And uh, so that's that's kind of the first step. We're still in that step right now. But uh, we'd love to be able to see that as uh, opening up our north and resources, e- safety egress for, for people in the event of wildfires. So that, i say, would be probably the, the next big project coming for the province. Thanks for taking the question. Thank you, Kian. That's all the time we have for questions today. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as Minister Dreeshan said, we have uh, some festivities going on here that you can all partake in. Thank you very much.